Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of She Runs Trails. This is episode five. I am your host, Elements of Daisy. Today we have our our guest for today is Vanessa, also known as Vane La Entre. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Vane La Entrepida. I'm, I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, Entrepida means uh, fearless in Spanish. My Spanish is not that great. And now, now that I got to learn more about Vanessa, it really makes sense why she calls herself that because she is a very fearless person. Um, and we're, we're going to be learning more about her today. And as I was doing research, I learned that she did, she just recently did her first ultra in 2020. She got into the ultra running in 2020 and she's done a lot within the past two years of um these past two years i'm gonna share a few pictures to kind of get you um to introduce a little bit more about her so vanessa she is um part of the u.s marine so i do want to take this moment to thank her for her service uh, she is based here in southern california She did her first ultra, actually her official 50K and last year in 2021. And it's funny story that she actually did a 100K and a 50 miler before doing a 50K. Usually people do, you know, a marathon, a 50K, then a 50 miler, then a 100K. No, Vanessa just, she, she's like, nope, I'm doing it all my own way. So she did a 50 miler first, a 100K, and then she's like, I'm gonna sign up for a 50K race. So that's Vanessa. And then this is her, uh, she started her a backpack, her first backpacking journey in 2020. She decided to do um, seven days. It's the first section of the PCT trail from here, Campo, all the way to Warner Springs. So she did that by herself. So something you're going to learn a lot today is that Vanessa does a lot of things by herself. She's 24 years old, so she's very young. Um, but she started this two years ago, so she started around when she was 22. Um, and yeah, she's not scared and she's done a lot of things by herself. So I hope that today, if you've been having or thinking about doing something, but you're scared of doing it alone, I hope that her story will inspire you to take the courage to go after something you've been thinking about. Um, so that's her. So without further ado, let's bring her on and thank you everyone for joining us today. If you have any questions, feel free to write them in the little question box below. And she'll be joining here soon. Hi, Vanessa. Hi. <laughs> that was a hell of an introduction. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope I didn't. I, I, okay, can you say your Instagram handle? Because I totally butcher that. Sure. Uh, it's Vanela Intrepida. Intrepida. Okay. So yes. I, I kind of said it right. <laughs> yeah, no, you were perfectly right. <laughs> So Vanessa, yeah. tell us, how did you get into trail running or ultra running? Like, take us back to what kind of started that journey for you. Yeah. Um, well, I moved to California because I got stationed here um, back in 2019, August. And, well, I'm originally from Peru. I was born and raised there. Um, and I moved to the United States five years ago. So I lived in Miami with my family two years, and then I joined and moving here um, remind me a lot of Peru because we have a coast and we have mountains over there. And, well, 
at first I didn't even have a car, I didn't have anything. And I'm really adventurous. <laughs> so I ended up getting a car and I think it was around the holidays that I didn't have much to do. We have a lot of free time because holidays and I was like, Oh, let me see this trail and I went on like two mile hikes, um, somewhere along the coast and I liked it. I went like every single day that week and I really liked it and I was like this is really cool, like, it's the nature, and that's kind of, that's kind of how I started, just hiking, um, and then there's this place called Mission Trails down in San Diego, mm-hmm. um, I started there too, um, so yeah, it kind of just started by hiking, and after I got better at hiking, I was like, okay, I think I can go a little bit more mileage, like, five miles, six miles, and one day I did like a 10 mile and I felt super accomplished. (laughs) Um, And then I started running and I was like, maybe I can do this faster. I guess I kept going to the same trail um, in Daily Ranch. Uh, I really like Daily Ranch. Um, Maybe I can do this faster. And I started doing the same trail. It was like a six mile trail. And that's kind of how I started trail running. And then you went to Australia, right? Yeah, so you went to Australia and you signed up for a half marathon. Is that and then? Yeah, so going to Australia. Well, I did my first half marathon that year. Some of my higher ups pushed me like, "Oh, we should sign up for a marathon." I'm like, "No, never done more than ten miles." (laughs) So I signed up for the half. Ended up doing the half. It was really cool. And then COVID started. I did another half, and I met um, Cindy, which is one of my best friends. she, I ended up hanging out the night prior, went to Australia, and we won on the potato chip one, mm-hmm. um, and we talked a lot before I left, and she gave me this book called Reward on the Run by mm-hmm. Katra Corvette, and I knew I was going on a two-week quarantine. Did you, did you take, did you, did you take, um... Your headphone off? Uh, oh. I, think, I think it was slipping. Okay. Oh, no. Sounds no, no, better no. then? Yeah, it does sound better. Yeah. Okay. 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 We're going to leave it like that. But um, so I started reading that during quarantine, and we had like 30 minutes or one hour to get outside. Um, and we had like a little tiny space. Um, so I started reading and then working out, eating, uh, eating, reading, working out. And it was like a point zero eight loop. And we were in quarantine what, right when we got to Australia. And I I either bore the whole book. The book was so good. And I was like, I I want to run an ultra one day. Mm-hmm. And, and this Vienna, was in 2020, the beginning of 2020. You read Born yes. to Run. You're like, yes. I want to run an ultra one day. Yes. And, and then what did you do? You came to the U.S. and... Yeah, so uh, that was in Australia. So... In in that week, I ended up, in those two weeks, I ended up uh, logging, like, 98 miles on my watch in just in one loop, 1.08 loop. Uh, and I was like, okay, I think I'm kind of crazy, and I like where <laughs> this is going. <laughs> um, so throughout my deployment, I had a lot of free time, um, and I had only, like, a six-mile loop around the base. So I would run, like, 10 to 13 miles every other day. Um, then I did like a half marathon over there as well. And once I came back, I was like, I'm done flat. I want to 
go to the mountains. I want to go on the on the trails. I want to run more. I'm just done with all this flat running. I want to hike mountains. I want to climb mountains uh, and go further. And that's when I decided to do actually the my first section of the PCT. I never camped in my life. Uh, my family was not really outdoors, and I've never been out there by myself. I never like put a tent together <laughs> or anything. And I was like, and I asked for help, and someone let me borrow a pack and a sleeping bag, and it was just perfect timing. And I requested vacation, and I'm doing for my first PCT. Uh, it was like the seven days. It was like the first 116 miles. Um, all the way to Guarner Springs, and yeah. And that did you have? Because I'm sure when you tell people your crazy ambitions and dreams, <laughs> you know you're you're what 22 years old at this point, right? You were you're at 22, 23, right? You were like in your yeah. early 20s, and you tell mm -hmm. your friends, "Hey, I'm gonna go backpacking by myself in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Nobody's gonna see me." You know, I'm sure people tell you're a woman, you're young, like, hey, you're going to get kidnapped. Don't do that. Like, you know, you get all these negative, like, how did you bypass those negative thoughts? Or did you have any fear? How did you prepare? How did you make yourself feel more safe and comfortable to kind of not feel mm -hmm. scared to be by yourself out in nature? Yeah, well, I get that all the time. They're like, you're so young, anything can happen to you. Like, people can kidnap. Yeah, I get that all the time. And... Well, first, to before I do the PCT um, in Australia, I was running at night without with no headlamp. And that was kind of oh, wow. how I lost fear of the dark. Um, once I came to the U.S., I started using more of my headlamp. But um, I just lost fear of the dark. Like, I just think, like, what what's out there? Like, nothing can really harm me. I mean, there may be animals. Well, that's why I do my research before I go to the, any national park in the back country, like the type of animals or whatever. But um, it's the same thing that you see in the day, but with no light. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing to be scared of. Um, I do have an in-reach, so that has helped me greatly. Um, I don't go backpacking without my in-reach, or I don't go to a back country without my in-reach, because that has helped me a lot of times and uh for people that don't know an e-reach is something that tracks you um and you can send your location to someone else whenever you don't have signal on your phone so that's a way to for some other people to track me where i'm at um and also um i do a lot of just a lot of research before i start getting out there by myself like how is the trail uh, what other people say about the trails are really technical. Do I have to climb? Do I need a helmet? Which I don't really get on those. I'm not in that level yet. <laughs> um, how much water I need. And, like, I carry a first aid kit, too. Um, like, all these little stuff that I have to be confident. Like, I'm going out there where there's nothing. So you prepare yourself well enough where you can build the confidence to kind of just be on your own, right? You're like, okay. What's the worst case scenarios and how can I prepare for that and just kind of plan ahead? Um, so you right. do the PCT and then you're like, you know what? I, you find out about the PCT 50 miler. So, and, and again, just, just remind everyone, Vanessa, the mm -hmm. longest distance she's done was a half marathon, right? Prior, yeah. Prior to this. Okay? Yeah. So prior mm -hmm. to, she decides, she's like, oh, there's a PCT 50 miler. I only done a half marathon. 
but I'm going to go after this PCT 50 miler. Why, why did you sign up? Why did you decide to sign up for this 50 miler? Like what, what uh, gave you the courage to sign up for the 50 miler? Yeah. And the funny thing is that until they say it happened on a full marathon, I like, <laughs> I don't like road running. I, I didn't know, but um, yeah, so I did half marathons and I started doing like 20 miler training runs so that's why I, that's probably why I haven't signed up for a marathon. But so after the backpacking the PCT, and I looked up the PCT fifty miler, I looked up at the at the map, and I was like, oh, I've been there, I've slept there, I've set my tent there, like that's like home. I've been there for a week, and I know how the trail is, I know the terrain, I know the elevation, like I can do it. So that's why I decided to jump in. I'm like, it's just how ha- I just have to go a little bit faster, and I won't have a <laughs> 60 pound backpack in my in my bag. So I think I'll be fine. <laughs> so it's that's why I said right. It's the story mm-hmm. you tell yourself, and it, and I think that's really amazing how our mind can really trick us from preventing us from stopping to do something right. or encouraging us to do something right you like mm-hmm. some people see 50 miles like oh no that's like almost double half mar- of a marathon like I could barely mm-hmm. do it like you know you can talk yourself out of it or you can do what you did kind of like hmm I know this place like I've done it before like you, you look at the positive side of things right and I think mm-hmm. that's one thing that a lot of people mentally freak themselves out before even giving themselves a chance to go after something. And um, I just want to applaud that from you because it's really amazing. Like you went from that to then doing a hundred K afterwards, you did the virtual hundred K and then you did the 50 K, the official 50 K race. And, and then, and then this is, it wasn't the like consecutive weeks. No, it it wasn't. (laughs) It wasn't. You didn't, you just did, you just followed whatever was calling you. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, and then, and then after, so after that, she does the Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim and I see her do it. And then that's what, cause I've been wanting to do it. And then I'm like, yeah, I see her do it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she did the Grand Canyon rim. And this is before me even knowing all this. Now that you tell me all this, that fact that you did Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim before, like just within less than a year of doing your first like six months or so then the first you attempted a 50 miler like that's really truly and by yourself by the way you drove by yourself <laughs> to the Grand Canyon um and I know you had issues with your pack right like which we'll, we'll oh, talk yeah. a little bit more about that but mm-hmm. um before we move on why do you run like I'm really curious like what's your why why do you love ultras like what's yeah what's your why tell us a little bit more about your why um well I throughout these past three years um well, I first started running because I had to get in shape <laughs> to join. Um, but then I started to like it more. Um, I think first you get the height. <laughs> but then once you go to ultras, you don't get much because you have to go farther. Um, I think running makes me feel alive. Um, I think running allows me to explore places that driving won't let me ever experience. Um and running is really therapeutic for me. I feel like going through all these past two years that we will talk about later. Um, and it helps me being really present. Um, help, especially trail running, the mindfulness that you have to put into trail running so you don't trip over the rocks and you don't like get off trail. 
it has helped me a lot um, later, lately, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's, it, it forces you to be present and kind of cancel the noise, right? Because yes. when you have so much going on in the world, and I'm sure 2020, you know, that was a crazy year. And the fact that you picked up ultra running in 2020 when, you know, everybody was... Uh, so I feel like 2020 did a lot to two people. They either, 2020 either really empowered people and really turned people's life like a 360 where they just kind of became this better version of themselves or right. it really put them in a very it challenged people and put them in a very depressive very like you know like losing family kind of getting losing their jobs like it really so it did two things it really challenged people and it really helped people kind of break through some walls and change their life around so it was really interesting how that year played out um so we're so we're in 2021 and you do your 100K and your 50K. So what what made you want to do the rim to rim to rim at the Grand Canyon by yourself and just <laughs> run? And that's the thing I noticed. You, you're very spontaneous. You just kind of like, you get an idea and then you just kind of like, oh, I'm going to go do it. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I don't remember what I looked it up. I think someone posted about rim to rim to rim and I started researching about it and I was like, oh, that's a long mileage and a lot of elevation gain. And the views are great. <laughs> uh, I've been to the Grand Canyon once. Um, it just One of my friends took me there. We were for like one hour and then we left. But I was like, I want to get down there. And so I started researching more and I was like, I think I can do this. And then I had like a, a big weekend because it was a holiday back then. And I was like, I'll drive there. So I was like, I think I can do it. And I just kind of just started doing it. I was just like, it's almost like a 50-miler. I've done that before. I think I can go out and do it. So that's what kind of motivated me to do it in the views. <laughs> and did you have a, because the tram wasn't open yet. Did you have a backup plan? Like, or did you just kind of like, you know, I'm just going to do it. Like, you didn't, you know, not finishing was not an act. Like, how did you, like, what was your plan going in? I know you had your in-reach. And I know that also that you started in the, normally people start really early in the morning or late in the night. But you started, like, like at 2 p.m., is that correct? Like, in the yes. afternoon? Yeah. Like, so kind of, like, you didn't care that you didn't get that much sleep or you just kind of, like, you know, I'm just going to fight through the pain caves sort of thing? Yeah, so I was training for my ultra too so I like have to like suck it up so um so the story is that I went out there I was going to start super early I was going to drive through the night start around 4 a.m or 5 a.m but on the way there I realized I forgot to pack my running vest so I was like oh and I there was it was like 9 p.m and I stopped at Palm Springs and I went to a sporting school there was no REI, and they only had, like, a two-liter pack, and I was like, I can do anything with this. <laughs> um, so I ended up going to Flagstaff, and right when REI opened, I bought a 12-liter pack. And then I headed it to the Grand Canyon, and I got there, and I ended up starting at around 2 p.m. And I wanted to keep sleeping, but I was like, no, let's get this done. Um, it's going to be a long night. I pack everything I could that I thought we needed. Um, so I headed down. I was like, I'm not leaving the Grand Canyon until I finish this. Um, it's gonna be long, and I and I had to park like super far too. So that added like about 
two more miles. I ended up doing a 50 miler there. <laughs> did you start? Did you start on the South Trail, on the South Kebab, Kebab Trail, or Kebab Trail, or the Bright Angel? Bright Angel. So wow. I went Bright Angel North Ramp and then Bright Angel again. Oh, because in the two in the afternoon, these a lot of hikers were already like the parking lot yes. is completely full. Okay, wow. Yes, and then um, I was going there, and then I forgot it for I. Then I remember I forgot my micro spikes, and I had to go back to my car. So that oh, I don't even remember. My... <laughs> and no, you man. wouldn't, you not, not no, not point. You never thought like maybe this is a sign that I shouldn't. You know, you forget your pack. You forgot your micro, so you had to go back to get your micro spikes. At any point, did you kind of say to yourself, man, maybe this is a sign that I shouldn't do it? <laughs> uh, not really. I was already, like, determined to finish it. Um, I was going to, like, mentally fight for it and enjoy the views, enjoy the Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon is so beautiful. Um, so, yeah, I just started, and I ran down. It was kind of, like hard because the trail were still icy um for at least the first couple miles once you hit the colorado river it was better um and then the sun started getting down when i already passed phantom ranch um mm -hmm. and i was going up and it was getting dark and i kind of got all my like my headlamp and my beanie ready and i saw a lot of uh runners that were already coming back from the north stream and now i was like oh crap like i still have a long night to go and i didn't see anyone behind me and i was like i think it's just me it's just me tonight uh so i keep i kept moving forward um i think i have a couple of videos that i haven't put them together but i kind of recorded everything <laughs> um getting to the the last couple miles to up to the north rim, it was the most challenging because I was already zombie walking, and it was freezing. Um, it started hailing when I got to the north rim, so I like right when I got there, I came down. Um, I was like I said, I was already zombie walking, and I already had like five stay awake pills. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, um, so I just kept going. Um, after that, I, was like, I think I need a little nap. I found a rock around the trail, and I napped for 20 minutes. It was still like 3 or 4 a.m., and then I stood up, and I kept going. <laughs> so it was still, it was dark when you got to the north rim? Yeah, yeah. And then we got back down, and then, okay. And then where did you catch the sunrise again? Um, A little bit, I would say like, three miles before getting back to phantom ranch i think oh wow um, well, the most beautiful were... section you did it in the dark so you have to yes. go back to i go do back. have to go back i want to go back this year i'm nice. planning maybe going on april um yeah probably around april that's when i put on my calendar um yeah and then i started going up um i think i rested at phantom ranch and then when i started going up uh, Bright Angel again, I found a lot of hikers, and they were like, oh, they just came back from South uh, Kebab, and I'm like, no, it's been, I've been up since yesterday. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> oh, like, um, I was like, yeah, I was doing rim to rim to rim, and they're like, oh my god, you're my hero, like, are you with someone else? Like, like no, I'm just by myself, and like, I usually don't tell, um, that was one of my tips of solo 
ultra running or solo adventures, you don't tell people you're by yourself. But once you know you're safe or like there's it's a trail that is full of people. I mean, I can tell people like if they ask me or something like, you know, but I'll say, yeah, I'm by myself. I'm like, wow. And you stood out the whole line. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> You like, use oh common God, sense, you're... right? You use self-judgment. You use you're oh, like, okay, right. if there's this one guy who looks kind of creepy, I'm not gonna tell him I'm by myself. But if it's you, you can tell. Yeah, you can definitely yeah. tell. Um, I'm trying to see, I did have, yeah. So, what what do you? I know you do a lot of solo adventures. Like you did that, then you you went. You decided to go to Mount Rainier National. Yeah, Forest before that, and... I backpacked in Death Valley as well. Uh, okay. That was another cool adventure. Um, just driving there, I think I hit, I kind of crashed my car, but that kind of didn't stop me. <laughs> um, I crashed going there because I was driving like oh, okay no. in the morning. And I was like, oh, I can take care of it when I go back to San Diego. <laughs> um, it wasn't I, that I bad. Really, <laughs> I really love your resilience. You have such, like, nobody's stopping you, Vanessa. Nobody, I am not <laughs> No, nothing. And I think that's really amazing that you really put yourself in a position where like, once you commit to like, I'm going to go do this. And even in not in I think a lot of people get discouraged that like they want to do these really big adventures, mm -hmm. but they don't have anybody to do it with. So they don't do it right. So mm -hmm. like for you, you're like, if you want to do like, I'm going to do it. I know now you have a boyfriend. So that's awesome. <laughs> but it's just amazing that you can you know you haven't you didn't stop yourself from these experiences just mm -hmm. because you didn't have anyone and what has solo adventuring how what have you learned from so, solo adventuring right like from doing yeah. all this you know you, you, you even did cactus to clouds by yourself um and you you've done so many amazing things by yourself like what what have you learned from solo adventuring and you know what advice or would you give for a woman that wants to do it but she's a little scared like like, you know, just some encouragement. Yeah. Well, things that I've learned from solo adventuring, I think. Um, I think in this life, um, you, the person that you get to spend more time with is yourself. So that's what I kind of always have in mind to learn more about myself. Um, and when you go solo adventuring, you have to live with yourself, with your own thoughts, with how to you keep moving forward, like backpacking, like you learn a lot about like self-sufficient and, or just like driving far or any type of adventure, not just running. Um, it teaches you be independent, um, for sure. <laughs> um, a little bit, um, not depending on people, but that kind of have like double meaning because I, lo I like community as well. But one of the things that um, I took on solo adventures is because when you run ultras from, it's not like a marathon or a half marathon that you always have people around you. Um, but on ultras, you're going to be by yourself a long time before you hit the other A station. It's going to be like 10 or 15 miles before you hit the next A station and where you're going to see people. So you have to be comfortable being by yourself. Um, and not be discouraged by that. And if you, like you said, if I want to give an advice, I would say do a lot of research before you get out there, <laughs> please. Um, if you're backpacking by yourself, I recommend getting a, 
GPS device, like explore if you can get maps, like physical maps, not only on your phone because that can fail too. Like just be extremely prepared and precautious on where you're going. Um, don't post on social media where you're going. Um, like, oh, I'm going to be here on this day. Like, that's extremely dangerous because that's where the creepers go and <laughs> get you. <laughs> I don't really post until I'm done with the run and I'm far away from whatever mountain I'm in. Um, and don't be a scare. Like I said, if you do a lot of research and you have already, like, prepared for it, like, just go have fun. Um, you already got the whole thing planned, just go enjoy the mountains, the national parks, wherever you want to go. Yeah. And what has ultra running taught you? Um, to keep moving forward. <laughs> Definitely. Just to keep moving forward, regardless of the situation. Um, like you said, a lot of resiliency. Definitely. Um, also, that you don't have to look fit to get in the ultra running world. Like, I'm not the fastest runner. Uh, probably all my, all the people that I work with are probably faster than me. But, <laughs> and, but I, that doesn't really matter. Like, in the ultra running, uh, world, what matters is going the distance and just keep moving forward, even if it's just like, hiking or walking like if you sign up for a 200 mile or like 100 miles like you're not gonna run the whole time um unless you're super elite or all those type <laughs> runners but um like i said just keep moving forward um and there's also great people out there that have great stories and you learn from other ultra runners too that no one's perfect yeah yeah, and I, and I think you make an amazing point of like, you don't have to be, you know, people get intimidated because you see the front of the pack, you know, in the starting line, you see the front of the pack runners. And, you know, if that's ultimately goal to be fast and be in front, you can build yourself up to that, but you don't have to be right. there to start, right? A lot of people feel like, I don't look fit. I don't, you don't need to, you don't, there's, there's no body for ultra running. There's no, right. you know, anybody's a runner. If you can run, you're a runner. Then you don't have to look a certain way to fit the part. And I think that's, a lot of people get discouraged, you know, body image and all these things. And I, I'm really glad you mentioned mm -hmm. that because, um, and especially like in the more Latin people out on the trails and ultra running, mm -hmm. you don't see that many people of color. So it, it's nice to be able to see other people that we can relate to. Um, right. Like, okay. There, there's other people that look like me out there too. So if they can do it, I can do it too. Um, so thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That's very powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, what are your thoughts about the pain cave? Tell me a little bit about your relationship with the pain cave because I think you really, I think it's like your best friend. <laughs> um, I try to. Well, uh, we have this, uh, I like this community we call the, the wolf pack. Um, we like to have fun. We like to party in the pain cave because, I mean, it's already painful. Let's just have fun on it and party. Um, I think the painful, the pain cave, it's necessary. It sucks, but the more you get into it, the more you get better and resilient. And he helps you endure uh, for future races, and it helps you endure in life. Um, yeah, I think that's what the pain cave has taught me. Like I said, it's necessary. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, and talking about resilience with life, I know now this is where we're gonna get a little bit more deep and personal. Mm -hmm. And and the reason I wanted to talk about this is specific is mental health. Um, mm -hmm. It's because I can relate to it. I feel like, I feel like, because you know, I'm I'm like I'm like eight years older than you, but in my <laughs> early twenties, like I was going through very similar stuff that you're going through. And I want to read something that you wrote. And it's very powerful. And I think anyone who struggles with their mental health or depression um, can really relate to, to this. And I'm going to read it. I know how it feels when you feel like sinking and it feels like a deep end that no one can come and help you out. It feels hopeless, helpless, sad. It's depressing. You feel like no one can relate to what's going on in your life. And then um, you talk a little bit about after months dealing with a lot of stuff going on in your life. And, you know, it's this dark hole where you just kind of feel like, um, excuse my language, but you're like, fuck, like, is this it? Like, is, is, am I the only one suffering in this world? Like, is, is everyone seem to be so happy and everybody seem to be living a perfect life? And then you just feel trapped in this hole. And I was reading about what you wrote about, like, you know, going, and I, and I admire you for this. You're like, you knew you needed help, so you went to the hospital to to get help, right? You you called the suicide line, and and you um you reached out. You were scared, and you reached out. But talk a little bit more about your mental health. I know it's been a tough year. It was last year, right, mm -hmm. where you were just really struggling with your mental health and depression. Like, how how has that been impacted? And how has running kind of helped you with that? Yes. Um... Yeah, well, I've been dealing a lot with, uh, like you said, like depression. Um, it's been, these past two years has been really hard for me. Um, I do respect a lot of the military. Um, I mean, I work here and I sign up for it. I do respect it a lot. Um, but I don't agree with many standards. Um, and there's like a whole debate on that that I'm not really going to get into. It's just like, they tell you to be a certain weight, um, and it's kind of unrealistic. Not the whole military, it's just specifically this ranch. But, I mean, it's their standards, and I do respect it. I just cannot get on that standard, and it's been hard to get to this point where I'm, like, fine with it. But I try to be a certain weight, and... I've tried so many things, like, I try to, I starve myself, and I try, like, it was just a whole, like, uh, how do you say, disorder eating, mm -hmm. and just working out, like, three times a day, and then your higher-ups telling you you're not trying enough, you're not good enough, and the numbers on the scale is telling me that you're not trying, and you don't care for this, and I will feel so much frustration in me. I mean, I'm waking up early and running so many miles and running these ultras, but that's still not enough for you. And that's when I was like getting even lower. Um, and if you don't meet them, like they kind of like separate you. So that's where at the point where I was getting. Um, and it's just getting feel not worth for a number on a scale. And they would don't really look at your like worth ethic. That's how I felt. Like every day after work, I would come to my room and cry. And there was a time that I didn't even want to go out and run because I was just feel so depressed. 
Um, so I got to that point. I was feeling really sad, and sometimes I just didn't want to be in this world anymore. Um, and then one day I I just it got really bad, and I kind of texted two of my friends, and they didn't reply. I mean, they were doing some other stuff, and I don't blame them. I mean, everything everyone has stuff going on. And I just knew that that wasn't right, what I was feeling. And I didn't know how to deal with it. And I didn't want to die. I just didn't want to be here. And that that's what led me to call the number that night. I was here in my room by myself. And the lady that picked up the phone was really kind and she was really concerned about me. She was trying to talk to me, but I couldn't fully open. And she recommended, like, could you please drive yourself to the ER? And I was like, if I keep feeling this way, I will. So I hung up, and I was like, I'm going. And the only thing I grabbed was my phone, my keys, and one book. Um, then I went to the ER, and I got there, and I was crying really bad um and then from there it was like 10 at night they ended up translating me to San Diego in Balboa and I was there for a whole week um and I got to talk with a lot of psychiatrists and they would check on me every single day I didn't have my phone I didn't have anything I only have uh I got the chance to write some numbers down uh from people that I wanted to talk to, if anything. We had a uh, phone wall. Um, so, yeah, uh, one of my friends visited me, which what, that helped it a lot. Um, but I just, when I was there, just like, I can't believe I got this low in my life. Um, it was really hard to still process it. Um, I... I I honestly like feel that running was helping me a little bit, but then again, that was not enough. And I think I did the right thing by asking for help. Um, from there, it was just going up again. Um, I started going to therapy and counseling, and they told me that a lot of people that go through the same thing that I was going through in the military um, will feel depressed and going through the same thing, and I was not alone in that. So that, and then I got injured because mm-hmm. I use, I use a lot of running as therapy. And I don't know, you hear a lot of like, oh, running is my therapy. But there I learned like, no, like running cannot be therapy. Like, please don't get that idea out of your head because therapy is therapy. Like whenever you cannot think that running is your therapy because whenever you get injured and you're struggling in the mental part, like, how are you going to get help? Like, I think asking for help um, taught me other ways to um, to battle with depression. Um, like I said, I go to therapy and I have a counselor. I practice a lot of mindfulness and journals. And I've learned so many tools that I'm... I'm really happy where I'm at right now, and it probably would have not happened if I didn't ask for help before. 
And that's honestly, thank you so much for sharing and being vulnerable with us. Um, I think that's, and I think that's an important thing. I, I also, I used to be like, oh, running is my therapy. And it's it's kind of like running helps. And I, I posted this, I shared mm -hmm. this yesterday. Running helps reduce stress. And when right. you reduce stress, that definitely helps. Because like for me, stress is one of my depression triggers. Like when my stress levels are really high, I will get depressed. But so running helps decrease stress levels, which will help with the depression. But when you're dealing with problems, you have to talk to someone, go into a therapist, like we need to normalize mm -hmm. going to a therapist and not being shamed that you're going to a therapist. And I know in a Latin culture, it's like when you tell I remember when I was telling my mom, like, I'm seeing a therapist, she's like, that's loca, like, tu no estás loca. like, you know, like, this is like, therapist, therapy is para los locos, right? Like, yeah, therapies for crazy people. It's not for you're okay, like, just shake it off. Like, just don't think about yeah. it. And I and I think we really need to change that, especially in the Latin culture, where it's just like, no, like, we therapy helps you resolve those issues that you can't do it by yourself. And right. I feel like as humans, our minds are so complex, like we do definitely need to talk to someone. Mm -hmm. Yes, especially definitely. when there's so many things happening. Um, there's a question that came through. Um, no, I don't think oh, it's not a question. Oh, someone requested to join. But actually, there was a question here. <laughs> Um, but I'll answer, we'll, we'll go to it later. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I, I think that's very important for anyone who's struggling with their mental health is like, really look into seeking out for help if you feel like, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's what you need. And there's nothing wrong. And there's you're not less of a person because you see a therapist. Um, right. And so thank you so much, Vanessa, for sharing that. And I wanted to, um, so how did you, when you were, you know, you're dealing with this, you're being you know you were you you got out the hospital you're injured and how did that kind of impact you from like not being able to run and then kind of dealing with your mental health like what else would and you know I know you say you meant you mentioned practicing mindfulness how did how did you start did you start seeing running differently like once you realized that running isn't therapy and it's more of just like like you love it but did it change your relationship with running I think it helped me because, like I said, I got injured then, so it kind of made it worse, but not really because I learned other stuff. Um, it helped me appreciate more my body and the things that I was able to do and also to take care of myself, like doing the stretches and do a lot of strength and, like you know, things that you prevent so you don't get injured. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> no, like, did your did your running did your perspective on running change after you realized that running isn't therapy? Um, like, you know, we running, you run. They say, oh, yeah, are you running for away from your problems? Is that why you run so much? <laughs> but like, did your perspective of running did it change? Did it change for you after when you realized that it, you know, that running wasn't therapy? That it was just a way to make yourself feel better. Um, I think, like I said, it just helped me appreciate it more. Um, of course, I don't see it more like, oh, I'm going for therapy, but just more to be more present, being more mindful of what I'm doing. Um, yeah. Thank you. I mean, we had a few, actually had a few people. We have uh, Yaya's few, which is Claudia. She said, bless you for your courage. Um, Thank you. JBV 740, we love you. That's Jacqueline. We oh. have Christy Adventures. You're so brave. Um, Cindy, hi, such a great topic. Thank you for speaking about the, it takes a lot of courage and it does. And 
you know, there, there's, I think the more we talk about it, the more it gives, it opens the safe space for more women or more people in general to just talk mm -hmm. about it. And I think that's very, very exciting. So what's next for you? What's kind of, what's brewing in the, in the pot for you? Like what, what are you working towards now that, um, I know you finished your 50k and I know you, you talked about like, you know, I don't want to sign up for all these races because they're so expensive. And I think, yeah. <laughs> I think that's another big, you're like, why am I going to sign up for a 50k when I could just run 25 miles as a training run? But what's next? <laughs> what's next for you? What, what, what are your upcoming goals for yourself? Yeah, um, I actually was talking to one of my friends the other day about this and I do have in my calendar a couple of races. Um, I don't, I'm trying not to like get too psyched about all oh, the mileage and the training plan, more how I see it. I think this answer is this, oh, the last question. Um, I'm just trying to have fun with it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get too like worked up doing like, oh, I didn't do my five miles today and I didn't do my 10 miles this day or this weekend. Like I'm trying to go have fun mm -hmm. and uh, enjoy the outdoors. Um, so I can keep running ultras um next month i will be doing the wolf 500k it's a it's not a, like an official race it's like a virtual one so i have 48 hours to finish all 100k 62 miles so that's next month the here the 19 and the 20 um and then after that and i think i'm not remember if it was april i think it's pretty I think it's April. I want to go back to a Grand Canyon, uh, do R3 again. Um, from there, I'm not sure what the next months are going to look like because I might be living in California. I'm no. looking to. I know. Um, I just be, I'll be, I'll go back to Miami for a couple months. Um, I'm, I still don't know when I'm leaving. And I want to go back, come back, of course, but I just need to go back home to figure things out and spend time with my family. Um, I'm signed up for a PCT 50 this year, so I'll be here for that. When, um, when is that for this year? Is it? Um, I think it's in August. Okay. Yes. And um, uh, I want to go to, I think, well, I do volunteering a lot, too. I was volunteering the Moab to 40 and then the Cocotona to 52. I, I love volunteering the 200 milers. So I can Have you thought about people. doing the 200 miler? Is that something in your Yes, that's list? like a like a five year goal probably. <laughs> uh, so I definitely want to go back to those races to volunteer and you get to run part of the course when you were like pacing or sweeping. So I want to do that. Um, I want to run the Havelina 100 miler this year too. Mm -hmm. Oh, That's, yay! Yes, I'll see you there. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still saving money for that. And of course, training for that. Um, That's hopefully I get to do that one. And the last one that I've been thinking is across the years for New Year's. I want to do a 24 hour race in the one mile loop. My friend, one of my friends uh, was doing that. Uh, his name is Alm. He inspired me. He was doing nice. the 72-hour race, uh, and I went out there to support him. Um, and I was like, maybe that sounds interesting to do it. So I want to do that for New Year's, too. And I think <laughs> when you surround yourself with people who are setting these 
who do these crazy things, they make it more yes. normal, more normalized for you to right. do it, more attainable, right? So you see people doing these 100 milers, 200 milers, and you're like, I want to do that. Um, yeah. Wh what advice would you give for anyone who wants to run their first ultra, who wants to get into ultra running? Um, what are some, you know, le lessons you had to learn the hard way? Like, what advice would you give them? Like, what are some, I guess, two things, like two top lessons you wish you knew when you first started ultra running? Um... Set up your goals high, and that's what one of the things that I always had in my mind since the beginning. I think that's why I jumped from the half to the full fifty, <laughs> and that's one of the things that my friends keep telling me to like set up your goals high, even if you think you're not gonna reach them. Like you are still gonna go like further than you ever thought mm -hmm. if you set your goals high enough. Um, and the second one would be just go out and do it. Um, prepare and train for that, but have fun. Don't get too worked up um, on the plan and listen to your body. Have fun. Is there anything you do to kind of help prevent injuries now that you kind of had experience with like any lessons you learned on that end? Like, okay, to prevent injuries. Because I know you do strength training, right? You do more strength training. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I still go to therapy because I injured my hip. Uh, I still go weekly to therapy for my hip, but it's more to a stranded. Um, mm -hmm. My therapist, she's a hiker, and she's the one who told me, oh, my God, I want to get you ready for the trail. So we were kind of on the same page. Uh, she knows that I hike a lot and I run a lot. So a lot of um, those little exercises that you think that, oh, this won't help, or this stretch won't help, but yes, yeah, stretch, um, strength training, um, and nutrition. Um, that's a big one. <laughs> nutrition uh, during the race and after the race. Yeah. And what, for your long runs, are you a person who eats before? Like, do you eat something before your runs, or do you just kind of go... Um fasted do you start fasted or like what do you do for oh definitely your not definitely not i usually do um oatmeal that's okay. what i pretty much what i do oatmeal two packets of oatmeal i think that's it just oatmeal that's what i have for just breakfast carbs. every day just carbs yes. huh? okay there is a question so i'm going to bring the question up right now what is your running watch of choice so what's your running watch of choice I have that instinct tactical. The Garmin? Um, yes, the Garmin. Um, it has a lot of cool features, especially for uh, navigating. Um, yeah. You can see, like, the grid and the sunset, the moonrise, like, oh, so many cool things. Um, but I do want to change it, though. It's just, like, after a while, the battery doesn't um, last too long. Um, I think you recommended me the Coros. Yeah. I'm still I, saving I, up for that, too. <laughs> I recommend the Coros watch. Um, I have a Garmin Phoenix at, at 5. I have the 5th. I know there's, like, now a 7. I've had mine for since 2007. So Garmin does make a lot of great, you know, watches. Um, they are on the higher end. But Coros is also... Um, another company where they they're, they just if you're looking for something that I know a lot of friends that went from Garmin to Corals like 
they they really love their Koros watch. Um, yeah, I gave I gave Jesse a Koros watch for his birthday, and he oh. loves it. So, oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he loves his watch. And then um, I know Sunto is another brand you guys can check out for watches. So Garmin, Koros, or Sunto are kind of like the three big brands right. when it comes to ultra running watches you guys can check that out how about shoes what do you run with with shoes i have hokas the speed goats those are my go-to shoes i almost all my shoes are hokas i don't use anything else i love them <laughs> hey we all have different we all have different um you know i always say like the best shoe for you may not be the best shoe for someone else so Mm -hmm. Go to a running store, get fitted, try out different shoes. Definitely. And once you find something that works for you, you can go from there. Um, so what I'm just going to kind of we're going to know we're towards the end of I know it goes by so quickly. <laughs> what keeps you motivated? Like what, you know, like do training for these really long distance, like what keeps you motivated to get out the door and just getting your long, especially by yourself? Because I know you run a lot by yourself. <laughs> like, how, how do you stay motivated? Um, when one of my main ones is like, when I start feeling in the season of like, oh, I don't want to train for this race, I go out and volunteer uh, mm -hmm. on races, because I think volunteering for races helps you meet other people that are, I mean, they're running the race, and also other volunteers are also runners, and you get to talk to other people, and in the community, they just motivate each other. So that's what I love from the community. Um, I've met so many people in like different states in Utah when I was in Moab, in Arizona, and all the different races that Arvipa has. Like I've met so many people, and they speak life into me too. Like, oh, you should sign up for this, you should sign up for that. And I think one of the best friends that I've met has been on races. And just being around them makes me feel like, I can't, if they run 200 miles, if they run 100 miles or they, they run this uh, distance, I can do it too. And they're really supportive too. So it's, I think the community is a big one for me uh, to keep me motivated and to get out the door. And if I don't, I feel down or something, I tell one of my uh, ultra friends, I'm like, I don't feel like running. And <laughs> they were like, just go. <laughs> or like, think about it. Like they really help you. So the community, kind of reminding yourself to be part, like kind of joining the community, being the community, engaging with yes. the community, volunteering. Mm -hmm. I, I never, nobody's ever said that. Actually, that's a really good one, volunteering, because you do get inspired when you go volunteer at an ultra. And yeah. you just, because you see from the front of the pack to the back of the pack, you just see mm -hmm. all runners, right? Um, you, especially if you're in an aid station. And, and, and in yes. the middle, an aid station that's like, the, the like in the middle of the race or towards the end of the race where people are really struggling and you can see the resilience yes. and pain in their eyes so um thank you for sharing that so what is some last words of encouragement or you know anything that you just want to, a message that you want to leave the community off with um to the community um just keep motivating each other and being the great people that you all are. I love the ultra community. Like I said, that they have been the ones helping me from my lowest point. And yeah, just keep being kind to each other and motivating each other. I think. 
No, that that's that's yeah. great. And you know, Vanessa, thank you so much. You are truly an amazing. You're a warrior. You are. I know you when you wrote that my intro for you were like, wow, she made me sound pretty cool. I was like, no, because you are cool. <laughs> like, like now when you put this, like, yeah, like I don't, I you, you don't realize, like, not many people would run a half marathon in the same year and sign up for a 50 miler within less than 12 months. Like that is <laughs> like, I know it sounds now you're saying out loud, it sounds crazy, but it, it's, it really takes a lot of resilience and a lot of grit. And I feel like if just pushing through that barrier, if people learn how to just like, okay, I'm not going to let my fear, my self doubt stop me. Cause at the end of the day, we're the ones stopping ourselves. We're the ones who are not giving us the permission to challenge us. And like you said, we got to aim high. And yeah, like you, you DNF'd your 50 miler, so what? But you went up to 40 mile 40, which is a mm -hmm. lot more than a 50K. Like right. you, you did nine miles more than, by signing up for 50K, that would have been like your comfort zone, right? Like you could have done the 50K, but that 50 miler, yeah, you DNF, but you learned so much and you now you're going back and I know you're going to crush it because you have so much more experience behind you. Thank so. You. Yeah, so, so I just much. want to say that you are a strong, amazing woman. And um, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I really hope, you know, Christy, you are so inspiring and you are so oh, cool. Thank you. Like, keep glowing. Yeah, so keep sharing your story. You guys, make sure you guys follow her. Vane la I have it here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I promise my Spanish is not that bad, guys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, but follow her guys if you guys want to be inspired motivated she I love her content because she's always she is raw and real in her post she'll share it she's she writes essays just like me in those posts because she just likes to write and care about you have your blog as well right you have your blog yes in your bio did you have a YouTube channel because I thought you did and then I was um, looking for it and I couldn't find it no, <laughs> sorry no, yeah. it's just like I've been so worked up with school that I it's just, and I'm, I'm having learned to edit it yet. Okay. Um, yeah. But you, you'll share it. You'll share it on your, in your IG once it's up and running, right? Mm -hmm. But, um, but thank you so much, Vanessa, and thank you everyone who joined us today. Really, really means a lot. Um, that you guys got to spend this last hour with us. And if you guys came thank late you. or if you guys missed a section, um, you can, you can sign up. You can watch the rest of the video in my bio, in my bio, in my IG profile. Um, you maybe want to sign up for an ultra. Yes, go, <laughs> go for, for it. it. Go, to, go to ultrasignup.com yeah. and you can find the race of your distance, choice, difficulty, and how um, how close from your house. So go for it. Ultrasignup.com. Go sign up for that ultra. Let Vanessa know that you inspired her. Yeah, she inspired yes, you to sign know. up for an ultra. <laughs> And we'll be cheering you on. So have a wonderful night. And thank you so thank much, you. Vanessa, for joining me and sharing your story. You had a really thank great time. Thank you for time. the opportunity, honestly. <laughs> thank you. Have a good night, everyone. Bye. Bye.